Hello and welcome to the Let's Debrief podcast. Today we are debriefing a an intense experience. An intense experience and even though we haven't taken requests yet, I already know it's highly requested. <laughs> <laughs> um do you have any life updates before we begin? Life updates. I'm trying to think. Honestly, the new year's been super chill so far, which has been really nice. I might have said that last time, but I... you, you officially booked your trip that you talked oh, about yeah. last time. Yeah, I booked yesterday our trip to um Seattle. So we're gonna fly or like I yeah, like I mentioned, our Pacific Northwest like road trip. And I booked our Seattle flights and they were free thanks to Southwest. Um but so yeah, literally I just saw that we had enough points to book the trip and that's the only thing we have right now is one-way flights to Seattle. <laughs> and so You only got one way. Yeah, well yeah, oh, cuz yeah, we're going to fly out of California. Um but yeah, we didn't plan anything else and we, yeah, I'm very shocked that like Cole was like okay with it because I was like, I don't know, like should I get it? And he was like, yeah. And mm-hmm. he's not usually that like just jump into it and do it thing so I was like oh okay and so like I just bought it and I'm super pumped so yeah now I think we just need to book a rental car and also decide where we're going and find camp spots and stuff like that so that is very exciting also I guess this is like a life update I genuinely keep forgetting about this but um I'm going to Cabo in a few weeks so I'm very excited about that for like a family wedding I haven't been, I was telling this to Cole, like, growing up in California, like, an easy vacation is always, like, Mexico, so I feel like we went on so many cruises to Mexico, and I feel like I just haven't, I don't think I've been since I've lived in Pennsylvania, and so I'm like, oh, that's so weird, but I feel like a lot of people in Pennsylvania also vacation to Mexico. I feel like going to Cancun is just, like, the trip that you do. Like, Mm -hmm. it's either for at least, like, Pennsylvania people, it's either, like, um, we go to the Outer Banks or we're going to Florida or we're going to Cancun. It is also, I feel like, the number one, like, honeymoon destination. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody. And that's what, like, Cole and I were going to do until I found flights to Greece. But, (laughs) yeah. So, very excited about that. That should be fun. Um, outside of that, Cole and I had a pretty crazy thrift haul today. I heard about it. Um, so we just kind of spent the day. I started off at a store and just kind of got a few things. And then we went to our favorite thrift store very close. It's on the way to Jenna's house. So anytime we come to visit, we always stop. (laughs) It's literally the best one ever, weirdly. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know what it is about the area we're in. I think people just don't know what they're giving up. They really don't. And Cole, I think, his, like, theory is always that, like, there's, like, there definitely is, like, some nice, like, and, like, there's a lot of money in Ligonier. So, I feel like people and Latrobe, like, so, like, people just, like, take their stuff there and, Yeah. yeah, just really don't know what they're giving away. So. I completely agree. We scored good and... Got our first, we've talked about doing this before, but had never found anything worth it. But there were these chairs, which I know I told you about, but there are these chairs. Cole got one a couple weeks ago, like the same like style at um, 
an antique store for like $75. He was like, oh, this, this is so cool. And, and I need an office chair. And I was like, all right, cool. And then we found the same exact chairs, two of them for $25 at the thrift store. And you I was like, like those ones better than the original one. No, I think the original, um, if I'm not mistaken, the original one is brown. That's what he said, and the other ones were blue. Yeah. So, like, they definitely, these ones definitely need, like, cleaned, and then he's just going to try to sell them, which, like, he, oh. yeah, he wants to list them on Facebook Marketplace, so I was like, by all means, if you're going to make us some money, so. Make that money, cool. But, yeah, what about you? I'm currently trying to log into my Southwest account because you just reminded me that we have so many points and we have some stuff we want to do this year too. And I'm like, I should see. Yeah, how you much should. It is. Because literally, so last year we flew so much that we got the buddy pass. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Last year in 2021, we flew so much that we got the buddy pass. And then this year, we literally didn't use it once. I That's what I thought about the other day. I was like, I'm pretty sure Jen and Tan had the Buddy Pass, and yeah. I don't know if they used it. So if you don't know, the Buddy Pass is basically like on Southwest Credit Card. Like, if you get enough points, then you – like, wherever the first person flies, the second person will fly for free. So Tanner was, like, the account holder, and then I was his person, so I would fly anywhere he goes for free with him. And literally, if we would have had it the year before that, we would have saved actually thousands of dollars. But yeah. this year, we only flew international. So Southwest doesn't fly international. And yeah, so we didn't use it once. And that was very disappointing. But we are, we kind of concluded there are a lot of international places that we want to go. But in our core, we are America camping. <laughs> grilling a burger yeah on a camp stove vibe that is our ideal trip and like there's obviously like i would love to go to tokyo like we want to go to like south america like would love to go to patagonia there's like places that we want to go but it's like not a rush after this past year yeah we're just like we want to just it's kind of similar to what you are doing is like just camping and i also actually didn't tell you this um i feel like when there's like, never ooh. i know i feel like we never tell each other new information on the i know podcast. we actually should like stop try talking to withhold <laughs> yeah. before we but um we have a bride who wants to do a shoot in montana which <gasps> if i didn't say this on the podcast yet we named our daughter montana so and it's like our favorite place ever so we want to, to take her there this summer so, anyways, she wants to do her engagement photos there. So and you're like, well, it's gonna be pricey to to fly me there, but by all <laughs> means. But it just is like working out perfectly because, like, it obviously will not pay for our full trip, but it will like pay for some of it to the point where it's like, okay, this is nice to just have like a small chunk paid for. Yeah, that'd be so nice, especially since it's not a wedding. So like. The three, like, the three of you being, like, you, uh, Tan, and Mon Monty. Mm -hmm. um, yes, like, you don't have to worry about, like, someone watching. Yeah, you don't or... have to bring anybody along or even leave her behind. Then Tanner can just stay. You do the shoot, and then you guys get to have your family trip. That's yeah, so fun. Like, what will it be? Three hours max? Yeah. Anyways. Oh, my that's other fun. life update is that my car is here. Yay. I also didn't tell you that. It's here today. 
I yeah, as we were driving here today, Cole was like, "Is the Subaru in yet?" And I was like, "She said that it was coming this week, but I didn't yeah. know it was here." And then it was also so weird pulling into your driveway and seeing one car. <laughs> I know it's been such a weird thing. So Tanner and I both had of like old cars. So I had his high school car, which was a Chevy Cruze, and then mm-hmm. he had like this old pickup truck. Um, and they both just were like so unreliable, like just eating money and both old. And so we um, we ordered a Subaru last January. To I come. can't believe it's and been And they that were long. like, okay, it'll be like four-ish months. We're like, cool, whatever. And it, it did come, but the sales guy scammed us and, and sold it to someone else. Okay, I didn't realize that's what happened because we were talking to Cole's mom about it today and she, we were like saying like, yeah, I don't know, like Subarus like take forever or like something like that. Like they ordered it last year and then something happened, but yeah, I didn't realize that's actually what happened. Yeah, the sales guy was super salesy and he was like, so he said it would be here and then like, it's such a weird like timeline and I don't know actually what to believe, but We ordered another one, and the girl that we ordered the new one from basically was like, I think what happened is that he ordered it, and then when it came in, since it's so, like, since it is a four-month wait, there's people who would be willing to pay a lot more Mm. for a brand new one right when it came. So she thinks that it came, and then he sold it for a higher price to someone who was like, I'll pay a higher price for That's it. That's crazy. And then he finally placed the order for a car in June. Remember, I got that email that said, "Oh, it's here. It's it's un- in production yeah. or something." And she thinks that that meant that he reordered it for me. And then we were just like, "What's going on?" Anyways, we ordered it from a different dealership now. And honestly, I'm glad because before I got a green one. It was like this special edition color that was like this dark forest green, which is totally my vibe. But now that I'm a mom, <laughs> I just need the black. Yeah. I just need the black car. So I got the black and it's here. So That's we so sold exciting. both our old cars. Well, they're being sold right now by Tanner's dad. Um, and then we both got new cars, which is like. <sighs> You've literally, I mean, you're 26, Tanner's 24. I feel like this is fair like that you both have never had a brand new car i don't even know what i've never even had a car that plays like with your <laughs> phone like I've never, yeah. I've never had a backup camera nothing yeah so yeah this has been a long time coming you've earned it <laughs> it has and honestly the biggest thing is like having a baby and then like also with our business we travel so much and it's just like the anxiety of not knowing if our cars were gonna make it didn't something happen last year, like, right before you guys were leaving? Yes. Like, a car... To go like, to New York City. Decided to not work. stopped working, yes. And... Did you end up doing a rental car or did it make it? My mom let us borrow her car for oh, that. Okay. The thing with weddings is that you just... You can't... You can't mm-hmm. have car trouble. You can't have a sick day. You yeah. You gotta be There's there. no excuse. Yeah. I feel very fortunate that nothing like that has happened, but I have been at weddings where, like, being the photographer that the videographer was yeah. like, I, and they were coming from Maryland, and they were like, I broke down on the side of the road, and this was in Pennsylvania, 
and like I'll be there soon and like literally showed up at what ceremony. Do you do, though? Like what literally what are you what is he doing to figure out how to get there? Yeah. You know I feel I mean? like I would ha- like I think his second shooter was with him. I I think it was his girlfriend or something. I literally would be like I'll wait or like you wait with AAA like and then like I need someone to drive me to like the nearest like rental car place cuz I still need to go. But yeah, it's like I like the bride was just even like I don't even know like what to say like I can't be mad (laughs) yeah because it's like so out of your control but yeah I have powered through some weddings very ill just Mm -hmm. because like there's nothing you can do Mm -mm. I also shot a wedding two days before my due date which which was crazy it was crazy but we could talk yeah we'll do a whole other episode on weddings because yes we could go on and on about that but today, we have the honor <laughs> of hearing Jenna's traumatic, life-altering experience of her birth story. Um, yes, I am going to be telling my birth story. If you are a <laughs> expecting mom, maybe just Tread lightly. don't listen to this episode um, because I... There's so many different factors, but um, my birth was good and bad, but um, there's definitely some trigger warnings. Mm, Trigger warning ahead if you have birth trauma or if you are expecting and you don't want to hear something traumatic. But if you want to get the (laughs) real raw version of just how it is, then keep listening. (laughs) Yes. And if you are uncomfortable with the words vagina (laughs) don't listen either don't proceed to begin well i'll just begin with um tell us how like you found out how you told tanner yes yeah so i feel like i need to go back even further than that because we were like super super like intentional with like everything that we did leading up to this um if you don't if you're listening and for some reason you don't know this about me, um, you just don't follow her at all. We are very like into like holistic medicine and like homeopathy and like diet and everything like that. And so we did like this preconception diet. We both did it for six months um, before we were trying to conceive. And um, if you're wondering, the diet is in – it is with the Weston A. Price Foundation, which is the greatest thing on earth, literally, like, changed my life. Um, but we both did that diet, so we were, like, ready to go, and um, <laughs> it worked very well I actually didn't us. know that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that – like, I mean, obviously, I knew that you're, like, super intentional about health and everything, but I didn't realize you, like, actually followed a diet. Well, it's not necessarily like it's not like, oh, you can't have these things. It's more so like you're have eating more. the liver, you're eating the raw milk, you're gotcha. okay. Yeah, like all of those things that we are super into. So, anyways, we did that. It worked very well. I would recommend for anyone who <laughs> is trying to conceive. Hello everyone. This is Jenna. I am adding this uh sound bite in at a later date. Um I just wanted to say I have been thinking a lot about what I said in this episode um, regarding fertility, and I just wanted to go back and make it very clear that 
I know that there are so many people out there who are struggling with fertility and um, I know not firsthand, but I've seen a lot of my friends and people that I love go through infertility struggles and I completely understand that there is never one quick fix and I did not want to seem insensitive to anyone who is going through um, infertility at all. Um, this is just my experience and I feel extremely, extremely blessed um, that I did not have trouble conceiving, um, especially with my endometriosis diagnosis. It was a really, really big fear for me. Um, and so I just wanted to, before the episode continues, just add in a little soundbite that um, if you are struggling with fertility and, um, you know, I know there's a lot of emotions that go with that and I know that there's um, a lot of physical things that go with it and it's such a complicated um, thing to be experiencing and I just wanted to say, although the diet that we did was very helpful for us, um, I am completely aware that there are so many factors that go into fertility. And of course, if you are struggling, this is, <laughs> I'm not saying like, oh, I just did this and it fixed everything or it did everything. I know that there are people who have done everything under the sun and still cannot conceive. And that truly breaks my heart for you. And I, again, do not want to seem insensitive at all. And that's why I wanted to go back and add in this little blip just because um, it was really weighing on me that I didn't address that. And I was afraid that I um, passed by that... Um, a little bit too nonchalantly, I guess. Um, so again, if you are struggling with this and maybe listening to this episode might be a little much, um, please feel free to just sign off because I know that it's so, so hard and can be very triggering. So along with the trigger warning about you know, blood and birth and all of those things. Also trigger warning on fertility, um, if that's something you're dealing with. So I got pregnant in February and um, I was on a trip with my mom and sister in Mexico and I was just like, I just felt weird. Like in my How stomach. How many weeks had it been already? So like whenever you get pregnant, you, like whenever you miss your period you're four weeks pregnant okay so like it comes from your last period is when it like technically begins but okay. like when you're ovulating is like when you conceive so it was like two and a half weeks ago that I was ovulating and okay. then I'm in Mexico I was just feeling so weird like so bloated having period cramps but like I was like well my period's supposed to come this week so like that makes sense um, and I was just, but I was just feeling so weird, but I just like did not want to get my hopes up at all <laughs> because yeah, 
So because it is like so rare nowadays that people get pregnant on the first try. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which yes, yeah, so we did get pregnant on the first try. Um, and I was just like, I also have endometriosis, which is like a reproductive um, disease, and um, that is like a big thing that can affect your fertility. So I always thought that I would have like a lot of trouble conceiving. And so that was another factor. So anyways, I just like felt weird. And then um, the day that I was supposed to miss my period, I like had two dreams in the same night that I took a positive pregnancy test. Hmm. So I woke up and I went to the bathroom, me and my sister were sharing a hotel room, and I just took the test, turned it over, said pregnant, and I was just the most, you truly cannot describe, like, you mm. can't understand it unless you have gone through it. The shocking feeling whenever you see the word pregnant on the test. Yeah, especially, like, again, like, the, you like that early and, like, your first time, you're just like, okay. And, like, also, you don't want to feel disappointed, so you're like, it's not. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Obviously, I don't know what that feels like yet, but I'm just, like, assuming. Definitely don't know. Definitely don't know. (laughs) Cannot speak to that. But, yeah. Um, So then, like, the rest of the week, I didn't tell, like, any – I didn't tell my mom and her friend was on the trip, too. I just told my sister. And – but then it was, like, literally that was, like, the second day of the trip. And we were there for a full week. So, like, I didn't tell Tanner. I obviously was not going to tell him I'm pregnant with our first child, like – on the phone yeah so i had to wait the whole week and literally it was absolutely the hardest thing ever i could not figure out how to tell him i wanted to like videotape it i was like playing it out in my head i'm like okay how do i get the phone set up and i'm like where do i set it up what do i say like how do i and like genuinely the whole time in the airport and the whole flight home i'm just like shaking because i'm like i'm not gonna execute this right I also, in the airport, bought another pregnancy test to make sure, and it was in Spanish. (laughs) You're like, before I tell him, I need to, like, double check. Yeah, because I took two right at first, like, literally in the same moment, and then they were like, well, if you get a false positive, like, it would be, like, also false. I don't know. Anyways. So I took another one, like, five days later, basically, and it was obviously also positive. So I was like, okay, we're good. Um, but anyways, I got home. We got off our – We he picked us up at the airport. We got Ugh. back to our house. And, like, literally the whole time we're just driving back, I'm like, I'm literally pregnant. And you don't you know. You have no idea. It's That is, so... like, kind of I, – I, even though, like, your sister knew, I feel like that is somewhat, like, fun that you're just like, this is my secret right now. Even yes. though you obviously want to share with him. But you're just like, this is crazy that, like, just me and Julia know this. Yes, it was so crazy. And so anyways, I put my phone on the windowsill and like he was just like in the bathroom or something. And then I was just like, can you come in here? And then I was so nervous Then I just held the test and he like obviously was screaming and so happy. Um, But unfortunately, like in my nervousness, I kind of didn't like set up the phone or stand in the right spot so it didn't get his full reaction which makes me really sad especially because like video is like so much such a big part of our lives yeah. but y- you know you'll it is you'll what it is. <laughs> next one will be different next time so how 
long like was it just between the two of you before you like started telling people oh oh, okay so then we should tell this so um I think so that was when I was like five weeks because I found out I was four weeks and then I got home I was five weeks so I think whenever we told you guys I was seven weeks so it was like two weeks before okay we told anyone and so this is a funny story is that every year we like make these film books where we print out all of our film and we want it to be like a yearbook where like people like write like little memories like by the photos like oh this is when this happened or whatever Mm -hmm. and our friends were in from out of town and so we told them obviously that we were pregnant and then we were all writing in the film book like and I wrote in it like I found out I was pregnant or something. Yeah, because I think you said, like, you write, like, honestly, a really beautiful blurb about, like, each year. Like a and, summary. Yeah, and so at the end of it, you were like, we're hoping to get pregnant with our first child this year. And then you had commented on it. So, like, that was, like, in the book. <laughs> it was typed. Yeah, 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 that was typed in the book. And then she wrote, like, it, her yearbook, like, in, like, like in the yearbook, um, like, done with, like, a date. Yes, I did write that. And I was like... Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry, yeah. Sorry. So I'm getting ahead friend, of myself. <laughs> our friends came over. We told them. And then we were going to dinner with Cole and Ashley the next day. So we were going to tell them then. But for some reason, my stupid brain <laughs> did not think about this. And so they just, like, stopped by. They were just, like, in the area. And we're like, yeah. And then I was just like, comment in the film book while you're here. <laughs> I forgot that I wrote that. And then they obviously saw it. But it was such a weird scenario because – like they weren't supposed to see it and they i think you guys knew you weren't supposed to see it so you didn't say anything and then after you sorry literally while you were there i realized it was oh yeah because you texted tanner yeah i was like shit it's in the book and they're writing in it yeah and i remember after i finished with that book I wasn't – I don't – I'm not 100% positive that, like, I saw it the first time, but Tanner was like, let me see that again. And I think oh, he was – sure. He was he trying was. to hold on to it, and then I was – and then I said again, wait, let me see that one again. And, he like, because we hadn't done the yearbooks before, so we were passing around 2020 and 2021, and it was in 2021 that you wrote that one, or, like, about being pregnant. And from my perspective, the – because we came over and we weren't, like – we were literally dropping something off, but, like, all of, like, our friend, like, the out-of-town friends were, like, hanging out, and, like she said, everybody knew, and I feel like everybody was excited, but, like, you guys were, like, we're just going to tell them tomorrow, and so literally, like, vibes felt so off to us. We That's were so like, funny because Nachi, who's one of our friends who was also from out-of-town, before we told him, like, when he got there the day before, he also was like, the vibes were so weird. I got – I felt so weird whenever I got here. And I was like, it's literally because I can't keep a secret from you. Yeah. It's just, like, it, that you want to say it so bad that you're just like, I don't know what else to talk about. Yes. So it just felt so weird. And I was like, okay. Like, so we were there. We signed – we dropped off whatever we needed to. We did signed the books. Did you just see it or did Cole also see it when he was looking through the book? I talking about it now I think I told him in the car I was like did you see that and he was like I think he said something like okay I didn't know what that meant and I was like yeah um so I see it and I'm literally like so taken back because I'm like why and then you just like start running through everything in your head and it was a couple days before we were like their house was like always the house we hung out at after church 
And so it was a couple days before, like, you weren't feeling good and you just went and, like, laid in your room and I was like, you okay? And you were like, yeah, just period cramps. And I was like, <gasps> she was lying to me. And so I'm like... I can't remember that even. I'm serious. I was seriously spiraling so hard. And so I was like, okay, we should go. And, um, yeah, so I, we, I noticed it, but, like, we don't say anything because I'm thinking to myself, like, did... I, it was such a confusing I thing. I felt bad too because I was like, did they think that that was us trying to tell them yes. and that they were supposed to react or did they even see it? Like it was a it was such so weird, weird moment. I can't imagine being in the house after we left and everybody just being like, wait, what did they see it? What's going on? when you left, we were like, oh my God, the book said it. Did they see it? I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> I told this to Jenna literally, I think you were like nine months pregnant when I told you this part yeah. of it because I... It just felt so stupid, but <laughs> we get in the car and I burst into tears and Cole's like, what's wrong? And I was like, Jenna's pregnant and she didn't tell me. And literally Cole comforts me and it says, we're having dinner with them tomorrow. Like that, they probably just wanted to like make it special and like tell us when other uh, people Imagine were around. Imagine wouldn't have told you the next Yeah, and day. I just literally would have sat there and been like, okay, cool. Um... But I was like, I just don't feel like we're close anymore. <laughs> Literally nothing else was wrong. But I was like, why didn't she feel like she could tell me? <laughs> Spiraling. Ugh. Jenna and I were not friends anymore in my mind because I, she hated me so much. <laughs> but because she was literally telling me the next day. <laughs> it but it was so funny. such a weird scenario. And then later the next day, whenever we told them, like, Tanner was just like, we were at dinner and he was just like, um, guess what? And they were like, what? And he's like, Jenna's pregnant. And you guys were like, we saw in the book. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I thought you did. And it was just so It weird. was funny to talk about though. But yeah, I couldn't bear to tell you in the moment that I had bawled my eyes out. I held that oh, to myself yeah. for a while. It is endearing though that you did. <laughs> it's really, sweet. you know, no, it really shows. Yeah. But yeah, we just think that that's like so funny now. Yeah, so whenever Ashley is pregnant, she has to tell me in a much better way. And also <laughs> me for a second, maybe. Yeah. It'll be much better. We're gonna or we can do a little callback <laughs> to the yearbook. Okay. So true. Okay. I'm not going to say that because then you'll know if I do that. Anyways. Um, so just like, re yeah, recap your, from here, like recap your pregnancy. Um, Pregnancy was great. I was did very well um the first probably like seven and a half months honestly mm -hmm. um I got really anxious like in the second trimester but also that was when we bought our house and we had to go to Europe twice and I truly to this day believe that I would have been equally anxious if I wasn't pregnant it was yeah. just a lot um but um the worst thing that happened was and near the end, I got really bad restless leg syndrome, which mm. if you don't know what that is, it's basically like your legs just feel like they have bugs crawling inside them and you have to move Ugh. them around. That's awful. And it happens like when you try to lay down at night. And between that and how much I was peeing, it was – it just like got to be a lot. And then obviously like whenever you get pregnant, like you can't really plan your life around it. And we did plan it as well as we could, but – we ended up having two weddings to shoot every weekend in September and October. Ugh. And I was due November 15th. 
So like it wasn't that I felt like physically like I never felt like super heavy. I never got swollen. I never like felt like how people describe like, oh, I feel so big or like I'm so sore anything like that. It was just literally that I like wasn't sleeping because I was peeing and had restless leg syndrome and then yeah. I have to wake up and shoot these weddings. So that was really hard. But overall, I feel like I had one of the best pregnancies that I've heard anyone have. Um, and I'm just so thankful for that. Yeah, I feel like you, again, like obviously from a different perspective, I feel like that it was the legs stuff that the you were legs. that you were just always like this is so irritating and but outside of that like literally you didn't like we kept saying like oh my gosh like you literally are all belly like you never gained weight in like That's your face or anything and you were just glowing i thought when we were in italy that i like was starting to get swollen but then i when I came back, it kind of went away. I think it was just because I was, like, so hot and, like, walking so mm -hmm. much. But I did get very lucky that I didn't, like, gain a ton of weight, which, like, not in, like, an appearance way, just, like, in a genuine feeling way. Like, I didn't feel, like – I literally felt like it was just my stomach was huge. Yeah. And it actually got so big yeah. at the end. Like, the last – like three weeks was shocking yeah it was it was. <laughs> like yeah you were ginormous <laughs> it was terrifying well I well I guess I'll just like now kind of go into the birth so I was due November 15th but I went 10 days over my due date nine days over um which my midwife told me was 10 days as average so that's crazy. I know. That's crazy. Just have a date set in your mind and you're like, maybe. And then it's like, uh, oh, maybe just add 10 days to this. Yeah. Or like 21 or yeah. Because I feel no, like 14. Sorry. Were you like as, like as a baby, Did were you late or no? Do you know? I think I was early. Okay. I think me and my sister were both early. Because um, my... My mom was two weeks late with me, and I just, like, always was like – I'm like, oh, yeah, I was two weeks past my, like, due date. But, like, when I actually – when honestly, like, walking through, like, birth and pregnancy with you, I'm like, two weeks is a long time to just it's be like, on, ed on yeah, edge of, like, Yeah, it's like, like a when. mental game. Yeah. Um, I should also go back and say – um. So going along with, like, us, like, being super into holistic medicine and all that stuff – so we decided that we wanted to do a home birth, which we actually started at a birthing center um, in Pittsburgh. And I won't go into all the details, <laughs> but I just like didn't agree with like a lot of the stuff that they were doing. They were pushing a lot of stuff on us. It and just quickly felt like it wasn't going to be the right fit. It's actually sad the amount of people who have been reaching out to me recently and being like, oh what did you think of the midwife center why didn't you give birth there and I'm like I started there um and also the amount of people who have been telling me I had my first appointment there and I'm definitely not going to give birth there um and also we moved so like it would have been yeah an, an hour. hour maybe more with traffic depending and yeah. that was That's giving scary. me anxiety <laughs> Which 
it shouldn't have because I still did the same thing anyways. But um, <laughs> so anyways, we planned a home birth. We hired a home birth midwife. We paid like out of pocket and we hired a doula, also paid out of pocket. Like everything that we did was like we really like believe in this and we are willing to invest our own money into this and like our time and our like we spent so much time reading about it and learning about it and doing all these classes and meditations and preparing all these different things um, because we like really like believe that it is safest and most um, comfortable for the mother to give birth at home Mm. in a healthy and normal pregnancy and I still stand by that and um yeah so anyways (laughs) we planned a home birth and so my due date comes and goes (laughs) and we're just chilling that was a really hard time like I said it's like a mental game yeah because especially as a first-time mom you're like what will it feel like though that was like my biggest thing is like I'm waiting for this feeling that everyone talks about but had I don't you know had what it is. Braxton Hicks up to this point, like I had would they like be three. consistent. Okay, like three like big ones, like over the course of the past three weeks. But like, it felt like a period cramp. Yeah. Also, I should add that since I had endometriosis, I had debilitating periods like my whole life. So like, period cramps were very like. You're like, this is so manageable. (laughs) Yes. And so I was very anxious to see like how birth compared. And I will say that if you had, I I told this to my best friend who also has um, endo. Um, If you have a normal labor where you just have belly labor, I think it's comparable to having endo. That's really crazy. I really do. I was going to say too, I feel like every time I asked you like, are you like nervous like or like are you afraid that like of how painful it's gonna be you were like so chill like you were so like no I feel good and I'm like that's awesome like because I mean obviously I don't know what it's like but I was just like I know that like I would be like freaking out but like you kept like you were so mellow like and that was like a big thing with like the home birth like I felt such peace about it like I was like I'm giving birth to my child in my living room like there's no doubt in my mind about it and I just had prepared like my my heart (laughs) so much really like it sounds cheesy but it's so real and you could totally tell anybody that talked to you in that time could tell yeah, and I was just, like, I just felt so good about our decisions, and I was just, like, so, so down. So, anyways, I shot a wedding two days before my due date. It was great, and then my due date came, didn't give birth, and so seven days after my due date was November 22nd, 11 22 <laughs> and that was the day I always wanted to have her because – we conceived on 2 <laughs> So I always wanted to give birth on 11 and I just had that day in my mind. So on that day, I woke up and I started having contractions like 10 minutes apart. I'm like, it's today. Just like it's I thought happen. it was, it's going to happen. And like at this point, they seriously, like for anyone who is wondering what it feels like, I really do feel like it felt like period cramps. Um, 
So I was having them like 10 minutes apart and then they would like speed up and get like close to like three to four minutes apart and then they would like slow down throughout this whole day. We like went on walks, we blew up the birth pool, we like doing all this stuff um, and yeah, it, the whole day passed mm. and like they were just still like going from like seven minutes apart, three minutes apart, like there was no like consistent pattern. So that sucked, and um, we went on a walk, and we probably walked, like, five miles. That's so and creepy. It they got, like, to be, like, two minutes apart. I was like, okay, it's happening. But then they say to, like, get in the bath, and if they keep happening fast, then it's it's real. But if they slow down, then, like, it's slowing down. So you're not considered – and are you considered an active labor that time, or is it not active labor until they're two minutes apart? Active labor is when they're – five minutes apart one minute long consistently for like a few hours I think okay okay but I was just texting my midwife pictures of like my app when it would show it it was timing me so it would show like how long everything was and how far apart it was so anyways I got in the bath and it like slowed down again so I'm like okay whatever um I was like, you just say, and I was like, okay, whatever. (laughs) Like, oh, but like, seriously, when I tell you that, like, they were not, it was not like this, like, debilitating pain, like, where you're like yelling or anything like that. Um, for anyone who is like going into labor, um, but so then the night goes on, and my midwife's like, tell me whenever they're this far apart or whatever. I'm like, okay. So Tanner and I are like hanging out in our room and I hadn't slept. Oh, sorry. I should add the night before this, I only slept two hours because the rest is like syndrome. I fell asleep at five, woke up at seven. So I had two hours of sleep and then I labored all day basically. And And I feel like through like the last, like especially once you were over your due date, all you were doing was like resting because you're like, I need to be like well rested when it comes time. Yes, like I would lay around, but I would never get like good sleep because of the legs. And so also like this first day, like I hear not like nauseous, maybe some women are. I wasn't like nauseous, but I was like not wanting to eat anything. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a weird feeling on your stomach. <laughs> yeah, your body's just like, just like uh, I'm not that hungry. I don't really want to eat anything. But, like, I knew that I needed to try to, like, get energy because at this point, like, now it's, like, midnight. So I called my midwife and my uh, Abdullah, and they're, like, okay, we're coming. And then also my mom, Tanner's mom, and my sister were coming. So everyone got here at, like, 2 in the morning. My original doula got COVID, but she sent her back up. Which and- is so unfortunate. Didn't she text you, like, as you were in labor? Well, she, like, texted me. It was, like, just in case you go into labor. And I was, like, you're going to hate me, but I think I'm in labor. And she's, like, okay. Oh, um, that's so sad. But, but literally her amazing. backup was incredible. Both of them are amazing women. So I just – it was great. So anyways, my midwife and doula and everyone show up at, like, 2 in the morning. And I labor all night. And the sun starts coming up. And at that point, I started to get, like, kind of scared because I was, like, okay, like, I'm starting to feel like I 
I'm obviously so tired and I'm nervous that like I'm going to be too tired. The number one reason why moms who are doing a home birth get transferred to a hospital is because of maternal exhaustion. And I was very aware of that. So I was just like, this has already been such a long time. And I was kind of like, just like losing my vibe. So at this point, my labor starts becoming like back labor. So if you haven't given birth before, like I literally like I could not tell you what the actual sensation is because (laughs) my body has actually like repressed the feeling blacked it out but it hurts in your back and not your belly so it's hurting in your belly still but your back is like primarily like where it's hurting so anyways did like i don't feel like i've never asked you this like did it just like suddenly go from belly to back like what was like the transition like it was kind of it was like slow for sure and my doula i never realized how like physical a doula's job is Mm. I thought it was very emotional but she was like massaging my back like through contractions whenever she first got there and it was great and then like after a while I started being like I literally need you to like hold my back whenever the contraction comes and she's like she knew what to do because she'd done it before and then like after a while I was like you need to squeeze it like really hard and she's like okay and then like after a while I was like I need Tanner to squeeze it and you to squeeze it and like truly again I don't know what it was doing but all I know is like I could not get through it if they were not squeezing it like that's crazy it was so so anyways it starts getting more and more painful in my back but everyone's just like cheering me on like it was honestly great vibes then that morning like tanner and i went for another walk and i I cannot believe you left the house yes (laughs) we were outside on the street like we were not like in the woods like somewhere we were literally on the road and like people were passing by and he would have to stop and squeeze my back with every contraction oh my gosh Um, and that (laughs) I was, like, so embarrassed, but at the same time, I was just, like, in the zone. But that was what really, like, started to speed it up and, like, really got the contractions at, like, a consistent level. And they were, like, getting so much closer together and so much stronger. And then I ended up, like, spending the majority of the full day leaning over my kitchen counter and Tanner and my doula were behind me squeezing my back. And then everyone was around me, like, just, like, literally touching my head, touching my arms, like, and just every single contraction just being, like, you got this. And, like, it was so encouraging mm. in those moments. Like, I was loving it. And, like, I was obviously in pain. I was, like, groaning, you know, <laughs> some low <Bearing> down. <laughs> And I really did, like, feel, like, her moving down in my pelvis. And I and everyone kept being, like, bring your baby down. Like, breathe her down. You got this. And I was, like, I'm doing this. Yeah. I'm, like – and I started feeling, like, the urge kind of to poop. And I'm, like, is this, this is happening. Yeah. Like, this is what's going on. And throughout all of this, your midwife is, like, checking your belly, like, feeling, like, listening to the heartbeat, like – 
doing all of these things. And she's like, okay, I think it's time for you to get in the birth pool. And I'm like, okay. So then I was like crying because I'm so happy. I'm like, I'm literally about to push my baby out and meet also, her. Sorry to catch us up on the timeline. We're in the 23rd. Yes. So okay. now it's the next day at like 4 PM. Okay, so okay. now I've been in labor for like 36 hours. Okay. And I could not eat anything. They kept, like, trying to give me stuff. Like, they were just like, please eat something because you are going to, like, you have no energy left. And they kept, like, giving me waffles and, like, giving me little nuts and stuff. And I just kept, like, spitting it into a napkin because I just, like, couldn't even chew it. It was just so gross at that time. Um, so again, the birth pool and I was pushing, like I was feeling the urge to poop and whenever I would feel it, I would push down. Like I was going to poop. Also when you're like in the labor, when you're in labor, like time does not exist. I literally thought I was in there for 15 minutes pushing. And then my midwife was like, Hey, so it's been like two and a half hours. Oh my and I gosh. Was like, Oh, oh, excuse me. Okay. And she's like, do you want me to do a cervical check and see what's going on? Which I had decided not to do cervical checks at all because I knew that they could be painful and that they could slow your labor down because they would like freak your body out because it's like unnatural for someone to shove their hand up your vagina. And I was like, okay, like I would be down to do a cervical check, but I like need you to be gentle because... I'm literally terrified. And she's like, okay. Um, so I get out of the pool and I lay down on my couch and she's like, okay, we're going to do the cervical check. And I'm not kidding. It hurt no. so bad. It literally felt like her hand was going up into my chest cavity oh, and Jenna, flailing no, around no, no, in there. No, no, no. And I was like, no. And so I was screaming. Like, I was literally screaming, stop, stop, stop. And it was, like, very scary. Oh, I also should add, my water broke while I was in the pool pushing. It felt like I was peeing. Like, it was just leaking out uncontrollably for, like, 10 minutes. Like, just, like, a small stream. That's so weird. So, anyways, that happened when I was in the birth pool. So my water broke, and then she did the cervical exam. She's like, okay, so there's a problem. It's a small issue. (laughs) Very small problem. Um, Your baby's in a very dangerous position. And basically, she was, like, sideways, which is hard to describe on a podcast. But, like, her body – her head was down, but, like, her body was, like, in a C position, if that makes sense. And it should have been, like, straight up and down. Mm, like, okay. And it, what because she was in that position, is that what caused the back labor? Yes. Okay. Which is where I get a little bit um, leery of the whole situation because I am having a hard time understanding why no one saw the back labor as a sign. A sign of, like, an issue because it was, like, at least 12 hours of back labor before that. And I feel like they should have said, hey. Hey, this is slightly concerning. This could be something, let's check, or, like, whatever it might be. So then my midwife was like, okay, well, we can do, like, this procedure to you, but it's very dangerous. 
Um, it's very painful. Procedure, like, being – because obviously you're at home. She's, like, not going to, like, cut you open or anything. But, like, meaning, like, you would have to, like, do a maneuver to try to, like, get her into the right position. Yes. She was going to, like, on the outside of my stomach, like, grab the baby and, like, push her Mm. in the right way. Yeah, that is scary. On the outside. But it could rupture your uterus. And also, like she said, it it could just not work. Or it could work and you could still have a day of labor ahead of you. Like, you just don't know, like, what is going to happen. What's so terrifying about birth is I feel like everybody's experience is completely unique. And she can't say, like, yeah, it's for sure going to work. Like, it literally could have been all three of those possibilities. Literally. And so at this point, I'm like, okay, it's been, like, 36 hours. I haven't eaten. Like, what do you – I said to my midwife, I'm like, what do you – think that I should do and Mm -hmm. she was like I think you should go to the hospital so at that point I literally had a mental breakdown and once you like lose your like mental stability in labor it's like over for you (laughs) (laughs) you're not coming back from that bitch (laughs) literally not so genuinely in that instant my contractions got like a thousand times more painful to the point where like I before like even though I was having back labor I was still doing like mm, kind of sounds mm-hmm. it literally immediately became that's so interesting and like I had to make that sound like it was uncontrollably like I had to scream because – and I've never experienced any pain where I literally had to, like, scream. scream. Yeah. Like, even everything I went through with endo, like, I would just be puking and just, like, moaning still. Like, this, like, I was actually screaming. And at this point, also, like, we, in faith, did not pack a hospital bag. Mm. And so now at this point, we're, like, literally running around our house – my contractions were doubling up, so they were two minutes long, one minute off. So I'm literally in transition at this point. Oh, my god! With back labor, screaming at the top of my lungs. And we... What's, like, the vibe of, like, family around you? Like, with your mom, Tanner's no mom, and, and Julia? Okay. <laughs> you just blocked them no out. No clue. I think they were just, like, trying to help, like, get stuff together and also just, like, like they were also going to, like, follow us to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So they're, like, you know – packing stuff up yeah. i think is it the night of the 23rd now or is it like 4 p.m yeah still? it's like uh probably six okay um so then we i don't even know what i put in the hospital bag doesn't even matter because i didn't use any of it <laughs> i we just like got a bunch of stuff and we got in the truck and i'm in the back seat with my doula and she has to squeeze me still like oh, this has to happen gosh. And we have to drive to this hospital. How far is the hospital you ended up going to? It's 30 minutes away. Um, The reason we chose to go to this one was because we knew that they had midwives there instead Mm. of just, like, Western medicine doctors. And we really, like, still wanted, obviously, like, as intervention-free as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just hoping that, like, okay, you can get there, explain what's going on, have the midwife explain what's going on, and, like get now you're in an environment that can better like handle the way she's flipped yes because i was just like if they're gonna have to do this procedure to me like where they're gonna have to like flip her on the outside or like whatever like 
I might have needed a C-section or something like that. And I was just like, I can't be here any longer. So anyways, we drive to the hospital. This is probably the most traumatic, the second most traumatic part (laughs) of the whole birth, like was in the car because it felt so trapped. And like, I was screaming so loud and like, I was like, literally like I when I say it's uncontrollable like I was trying to punch through the window because like I could not express with any part of my body how much pain I was in by anything else like I literally wish that I could have like cut myself open to like take it it away yeah or like to like mask it with something else it was so painful Again, this is the back labor. The front labor was it you hurt, able, yeah, but like, to like it was down. fine. And that's what most women experience. So again, like if you're an expecting mom, that is probably what you will experience. Yeah. And it will be fine. When you get the back labor, you'll know it. <laughs> you'll know it. But also again, going back to where I'm skeptical about my <laughs> you know, what had happened is like why wouldn't anyone say back labor is a little suspicious yeah so anyways um so we get to the hospital i don't even know like i don't remember any of it like but i got into a room and they are telling me like we have to do a cervical exam we have to do a cervical exam and i'm like my midwife already just did it like this is what's wrong like can you please just help me and they're like no you have to let us do like all of these things and also like again my contractions are two minutes long one minute apart so they're like lay down on your back and let us do an ultrasound and you're like we have no time for this I can't like I genuinely can't I had to be on my hands and knees I had to have both Tanner and my doula squeezing as hard as they could Like, seriously, to the point Tanner's arms were shaking so hard, and I was screaming at them, please do it harder. Literally two people's, like, full, like, force. force. A grown man who lifts weights every (laughs) single day of his life was... I I remember talking to Tanner afterward, and he was like, I felt, like, so bad complaining because obviously she's going through all of this, but I was exhausted. Oh, my God. They gave everything for me. Like, literally everything and again my doula had never met before she was the backup and she was like literally there through every second with me she was the greatest person on earth i am in love with her she (laughs) is my best friend um so anyways the doctor who like ended up like okay okay so anyways they were like they finally did the surface exam they did it like 10 times and i screamed every time and then finally they did it they felt it they're like okay like you have a cervical lip because the baby's sideways and whatever you're not gonna be able to push her out anytime soon and i'm like okay whatever (laughs) so they're like do you want pain medicine i'm like yes so they give me pain medicine and i'm like finally like able to chill a little bit yeah some relief literally after 40 yeah something hours 40 hours so i'm like so they like put the tv on like turn the lights down and they're like okay just like try to relax and they like put this like ball in between my legs so that i can like dilate better or whatever and like tanner and my doula like went to sleep and i'm laying there and i'm like panicking Hmm. inside 
and I'm just like hearing all these beeps and I can hear her heartbeat on the fetal monitor. And I keep hearing it like speed up and slow down. And then the, the nurses keep coming and they're like, the baby doesn't like that. Like turn on your other side. And I'm like, okay, this is over the course of like one hour. Then finally they're like, they come in, they're like, oh, so then the doctor comes in. He just goes, okay, Jenna. So it's looking like we're going to have to do a C-section. And I'm like, literally from zero to like worst possible, (laughs) like was not in the plan. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you didn't say that you felt the need to push yet. So, and your water's been broken for seven hours, which literally even in hospitals, 24 hours is like when you panic about the water's being broken. He's like, well, your water's been broken for seven hours. Like you like need to do the C-section. I'm like, I can push now. Like, yeah, you're like, let's do this thing. He's like, okay, I'll give you one hour to push. So they take off all my pain medicine so that I can fully feel the contractions. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm feeling the back labor again fully and I'm pushing. And of course they have me pushing in the most unideal position for your body. And it's just everything I didn't want. But at this point I'm so exhausted. I'm just like, I have to do this. Like literally the only way out is through. And so I'm like literally, I'm genuinely delusional. Like I'm singing worship songs and like bawling my eyes out and like screaming. Like it was the most raw and like emotional. Like Tanner and my doula are like crying in each other's arms for like so long. Like at this point they can't do anything to help me because I'm on my back, legs up, like lights in my face like the nurses are around me and they're just like off to the side like crying it was just like so scary so he's like okay you have one hour to push and if not we're doing the c-section I'm like cool thanks so the one hour goes by again I literally thought it was 10 minutes and then they're like okay it was an hour and I'm like what also during this hour they kept being like I see her head like you're doing so good literally just like yeah, filling. I mean, it's. I guess it's not filling you with false hope, but also just like, you're so close. Yeah. Oh, not really. Yeah, I was like, she's coming out. She's about to slip out. Um, <laughs> she's about to slip out. And they're like, you're doing so good, blah blah blah. And I'm like, cool. And then the doctor comes back in. He's like, yeah, we're gonna do the C-section. And I'm like, what? No. And he's like, okay, if you don't want to do the C-section, then we're either gonna have to do forceps or vacuum. And I'm like, and again, like, did I guess did anybody at the hospital ever address your, like, the position that she was in, like, did, from the moment that you got there, were they like, they like he, like, it might be a they, blur. They but. did the ultrasound, okay. and and he saw it. I I don't know if they said anything about it specifically. Again, yeah, I was in a blur until like this moment. Okay, and. So they're like, okay, we're going to have to do forceps or vacuum. And I'm like, okay, if you have to do that, can you please give me pain medicine? I already have all the IVs in. I'm like, just give me, just give it to me. I know you can give me morphine or something just right now. <laughs> just, just do it right now real quick. Like, it's fine. And they're like, 
literally gaslighting me so bad. Like, they're just like, do you care about your baby? Like, she's going to die. And they started, like, seriously, like, fear-mongering me so bad saying that she was going to have a brain bleed. They called the NICU in saying that she was going to need resuscitated when she was born. Oh, my gosh. They were saying, like, that I was hemorrhaging and, like, just, just like, every buzzword. Like, every being buzzword. around. And, like, my doula's, like go like saying like don't say this in front of her like come go talk about it in the hallway if you need to like all this stuff and tanner's like there's no way you're doing a c-section like she can push this baby out herself like all this stuff and it was just like so terrifying like literally the most terrifying thing of my life and they're just like we're not giving you pain medicine basically and i was like awesome. okay <laughs> <laughs> so this like all happens within like literally three minutes and I'm just like okay whatever just do it and so they're just like okay push and I literally pushed as hard as I could I felt the absolute worst pain that has ever been felt by anyone on earth <laughs> ever Nobody I don't know how I didn't pass out I don't know how I was literally on the planet to feel it like I feel like I should have gone into shock and then I just felt her just get ripped right out of there <laughs> and of course, like, I don't want to, like, say too many, like, bat, like of my true thoughts about, like, the medical system, but <laughs> I just, like, don't, like, really believe in, like, Western medicine, and so, anyways, they, like, she was absolutely fine. Like, none of the stuff that they said was wrong with her. Yeah, like, she, she didn't get, like, ripped away, like, to the NICU. Yeah, nothing was wrong. Like, she cried immediately. She Her head wasn't even really misshapen at all. Like, they said she was going to have a brain bleed from how long she was in the birth canal. And, like, her head was completely round and perfect. And she was fine. Like, she was completely fine. And then I ended up getting, like, a fourth-degree tear. So that's, like... Awesome. everything <laughs> and that's as high as it goes that's as ripped as it gets <laughs> and they were they started stitching me up and they like I kept saying can you please numb me like please like I'm holding my baby and like my legs are just open I just feel them literally oh, threading gosh. a needle through my body <laughs> and I'm like please numb me and the doctors kept saying oh I'm just the worst guy ever aren't I and I'm like, yes, in this is moment, this legal yeah. that like I'm requesting something and you are just acting like I'm not even saying anything like this guy was this this one man is the one who said all of these things like that I've like said have happened. So the doctor like um the, the doctor, the OBG, is he talking to the OBGYN? Yes. Or was stitching you up. Yes, which also I should add back to what I said about we wanted to go there because they had midwives. We didn't get a midwife because they we were transferred in. <laughs> we got the high-risk doctor. So he was in, and I'm sure is always in, emergency mode. Yeah. Which does not excuse his actions at all. But he was in this baby and mom is going to die. Yeah, which it's like, I'm sure he has seen so many scenarios where maybe that call to action is necessary, but he didn't take time to assess you at all to be like, okay, maybe I'm being more dramatic than it actually is. Yes. And I just did not, even if that was what had to happen to get her here, which I now looking back do understand that there had to be some type of outside intervention because of her positioning. 
I don't think I was going to be able to push her out myself. Mm. Um, I'm not sure about that, but something would have had to happen, I think. Mm. I just did not appreciate his fear-mongering and his, like, unwillingness to hear me out and unwillingness to talk about the things maybe with Tanner and my doula, and then they bring it to me in a way that wasn't so scary. I also think that there was a lot of, like, judgment on me based on the fact that I did plan a home birth, Mm -hmm. and they kind of, like, looked at me kind of like, oh, this girl thought that she could do it, Hmm. when in reality, it was not because I couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, it was because of an emergency, which I said from the beginning that there are situations where you need to be in a hospital. Yeah. And people were so rude to me about having a home birth. Which is just, like, so... I don't know. I was going to say it's shocking, but maybe it's, like, not that shocking. It's, like, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Why do you care how I give birth? <laughs> Literally, why do you care? And, like, I the, – the time that I was at home was beautiful and so peaceful. And if I could have given birth here, I would have loved that more than anything. But I just couldn't because of where she was at, and that is completely fine. And I – Again, to that from the beginning, mm-hmm. there are situations where you need to go to the hospital. And I'm sure there's people out there who <laughs> messaged me on Instagram and said, you're dumb for doing a home birth who are, like, laughing at me. But I don't care. Yeah. And You literally, like, and I know, like, I've said this to you so many times, but, like, in the end, you did, like, what your motherly instincts were already, like, in tune to do. And if you felt like you had something to prove, you could have easily, like, stayed here and tried – like the repositioning and everything but I feel like you said like immediately when she told you everything you were like mm, no like we we need also, to go to the hospital I could have just lied about it like <laughs> so true. I'm not kidding we had so many photos of like me laboring here at home because we thought like my sister was taking photos and videos of my camera like we thought I was about to push her out in the birth pool like yeah. we have hundreds of photos like I could have just been like yep she was born here. She's at home. I yeah, literally could have blocked forever. out the entire hospital thing. But no, I think it's – so. I mean, as someone that's never given birth, it is, like, encouraging, encouraging, but with, like, a dose of reality of, like – because if I was to go through something uh, – like, if I was to have a traumatic birth, but then, like, hear, like, your magical fairy tale side of your birth, it would have been so discouraging of, like, okay, well, what was wrong with me? Yes, absolutely. And, like – That was, like, something that I was definitely feeling in the beginning was, like, okay, why couldn't I do this? But it just is how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, like, the faster that you're just, like, this is what happened to me. And that's why we, like, immediately shared what happened on, like, our Instagram because there were so many people, like, that were immediately, like, how was your home birth? How was it at home? Did you have her at home? Like, <laughs> all this stuff. And it was just, like, I'm not going to explain this to every single person. Yeah. And, like, also, of course, like, family, like, came to the hospital. And, like, then they were, like, showing photos to, like, other family members. And then yeah. they're, like, oh, why wasn't it at home? And it's, like. Let me just clear up the confusion. <laughs> yes. And it was not because it hurt too bad that I had to go to the hospital. And it was not because, like. There was fear. It was mm-hmm. 
it wasn't because I didn't feel good about my decision of home birth. It was because there was an emergency. And that just happens sometimes. Yeah. And luckily, we are we're doing better. We're on yeah. the come up. <laughs> I had my appointment today. I was going to ask if you wanted to share, but yeah. yeah. Six weeks postpartum. How yes. are you like feeling overall? Um better for sure and my stitches are still healing so it's still a little bit more time but um I emotionally feel great yeah I attribute most of that to taking my placenta Mm, which is so cool yes (laughs) I feel like it's the coolest thing before my doula brought my placenta to me I was a freaking wreck like me and Tanner were bawling our eyes out 24 7 like we couldn't look at each other like we would start bawling And, like, it was just so traumatic. Like, every time I'd close my eyes, I would, like, genuinely have PTSD. Like, I would hear beeps. And it was so scary. But once I started taking my placenta, I, like, was in a whole new world. Like, so happy. Like, in love with my baby. And it was great. So, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah. Um, And, yeah. Healing is, you know, takes a while on the stitches area <laughs> but it's gotten so much better that's so the good. first oh, there's nothing like the feeling of like being completely ripped open and bleeding everywhere and you're just like in this hospital bed and you like have to like get up and change your baby's diaper and you're just like i literally can't yeah it's how am i supposed to walk <laughs> literally how am i supposed to walk yeah that's crazy i feel like i yeah not like i feel like this did happen we saw you so you gave birth on thursday which you didn't say she was born on thanksgiving oh yes she was born on thanksgiving after 48 hours amazing oh i forget what my weight guess was but um just to say because this is clearly all about me um i guessed her birthday ashley was the only one who guessed the right birthday let's go i i feel like I don't remember what my birth weight was that I guessed, but I think it was too high. Everyone guessed like eight pounds for me because that's what everyone knew that I wanted. And Especially with going two weeks, well, almost two weeks yeah. over, I was like, for sure. But oh, yeah, it just like, Tanner and I were just laughing because we like, it literally was like, if one of the things that we would have wanted happened, it wouldn't have been right. It had to be everything went wrong. And... Like, it was just almost there, you know? So that's the story. There you have it. Are you ready for number two already? Yes. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I am truly amazed that people have twins. It's actually shocking. But I, I am excited for the next baby. I am very... I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of, like, how we will give birth. Yeah, I feel like that – I didn't want to ask you unless you didn't want to talk about it, but I feel like that has to be a popular question that people have asked you. Like, so, would you do home birth again? Would you try it again? The thing that sucks so bad is, like, there seriously is no middle ground in the area. Like, yeah. even the midwife center, like, is a birthing center in Pittsburgh, which is an hour away from our house, is Just still so basically a hospital. So yeah. it's, like – there's seriously no middle ground and like I I would I would want to do a home birth again if I could but I am really scared of that feeling that I had in the car like very trapped mm. and like 
what will happen. Yeah. So I don't know. We're going to have to, that's going to be a big um, thing to figure out. Yeah. We got some time. <laughs> Jenna's actually pregnant we'll now. <laughs> it's so funny because I got my period back. And so. Which is so crazy. Uh, I was like, I'm why so me? sorry. I know. I feel like we were just talking about it too. Like, oh my gosh, I wonder how long it's like going to be. And then literally it was like two days later, you were like, Ashley, you're never going to believe this. The myth that you, if you're exclusively breastfeeding, that you won't get your period until you're done breastfeeding is fake. And literally all my friends who are breastfeeding have their periods back. For real? Like every single one was like within like three or four months. Oh my gosh. But But you know what that means? She's extra fertile. (laughs) That's literally what the lady said at the appointment today. She was like... Because you're breastfeeding and you have your period, which I don't know why that combo. Yeah. She's like, you're super fertile. I'm like, good, honey. Awesome. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) I was super fertile to begin with. (laughs) But anyways, I hope that – I don't know. I I don't think that story will – it might – it might encourage. I was going to say, I feel like it could be encouraging, I, if anything, because, like, I know we have, like, friends that have given birth recently and maybe it wasn't, like, ideal, if anything, which obviously you've probably talked to them by now. But, again, if you have gone through birth before and it wasn't, like, what you imagined it was going to be, then, like, knowing that, like, you're not alone and, like, that you can make plans and then like sometimes like those plans just get derailed and it's like completely okay. okay. Yeah. And it's like not your fault. It's not you're not weak. You're not a bad mom. You just have to do what you have to do. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're like, and with that <laughs> but we're signing off. We're signing off. Yeah, the long the long awaited, but um Jenna's birth story. Thanks for sharing. I feel like we, because we technically, I guess, started the pod, not technically, or we recorded our first episode when you were nine months pregnant and we were like, we're definitely going to do a birth episode. And I think right after I was like, we never have to talk about this we again if you don't want to. Yeah. And I too was like, I'm never going to be able to talk about this. Like in the moment, like right after I was like, I can never speak about this to anyone because it was so horrific. It was so horrific. Yeah. Like, and so I was just like, I... Nobody ever asked me. Yeah. But honestly, like, telling it over to different people makes it more... It feels more normal. So yeah. that's another thing I would say, too, for, like, anyone whose birth didn't go as planned or that has birth trauma, like, talk about it and... um, Hopefully find some healing in it. Yes, and I know they're birth trauma therapists, so I'm going to be reaching out to them. <laughs> I'm going to be getting that number. <laughs> and go to pelvic floor therapy, everyone. Oh, yes, I've never been, but I, you've said it's amazing. I'm like, yes, definitely go there. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, and um, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but I'm sure it's going to be good. It's going to be lit. Yeah. Well, thanks for sharing again. Love you. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.